freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. everybody welcome to episode number 336 of gun freedom radio where we engage we educate and we inform we are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com where you set the price on guns ammo and accessories i am one of your hosts cheryl todd and i'm the other guy dan todd our theme today is Challenge Accepted, and our guest today is Tom Hall. Tom is a firearm instructor with Faster Saves Lives, which is practical violence response training that has been protecting and saving the lives of school children across the nation for a decade. Tom has also, has also helped to produce the monthly Faster Challenge program using competition and fun target practice to help keep training and practice at the forefront of our minds. Welcome to the show, Tom. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So you and I got to meet recently in Ohio because I had the unbelievable uh, blessing of being able to come out there and take not only level one, but level two of the right. Faster Saves Lives program. So just to bring people up to speeds, uh, up to speed, what is the Faster Saves Lives program about what is it for? It's um, it's, it's a what's well, acronym is a faculty uh, 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 <laughs> faculty administrative safety training and emergency response. There we go. <laughs> no, it's a long one. I thought it was. I thought it was different. So there for a second, I, I lost what, what it, what I learned it was. Uh, I went back to the old one, but it's a, it's a program uh, designed uh, that came to the fore after um, Sandy Hook. Uh, as I know you, when you interviewed Dr. Castor, he gave you the little more detailed history of before it, uh, of, of, of its, you know, its, uh, its genesis. And uh, I got involved in the second year. So I wasn't there for any of the genesis, but um it's a it's a it's a program in, in response to school shooting, school violence in general, um, that we can have administrators, faculty, school teachers, cafeteria workers, janitors, bus drivers, anybody working in the school that would would be somebody there to help protect our children in an emergency. It's training for them, and it includes uh, we give anything from just plain medical classes, which I'm not a medical pro, so I don't have much to do with those. And then we, of course, the one you, you showed up for was it's a combination of the firearms training, uh, what we call uh, critical incident management. You know how you had to go through the, after the shooting, you know, there's things you have to do. You can't, it's not just shoot and walk away or whatever. Um, it's, it's all the crisis management as well. And then of course, uh, how to deal with arrival of police and all those kinds of things and scenario training and firearms, of course. So it's, it's trying to get, uh, as I heard you mention in your last show, that concept that you said you heard a lot, your body will not go where the mind has not gone before. So we're trying to get everybody's mind, at least, to think the things that we don't willingly have our minds do normally. We got mm -hmm. to push someone to go there mentally uh, for them to be able to, to learn. And then your brain now has a tool. So when all of a sudden you're under massive stress and things are going bad, uh, your brain has somewhere to go instead of just freeze. So Tom, so, so if, if a person takes this class that he just doesn't feel comfortable around a firearm, but he feels that there's some need to take the class, what do you say to that guy? Well, you know, occasionally I got to do some lawn work and I don't really feel comfortable around chainsaws, but it's a tool, you know, right. you, you, learn to, you learn to use it, you learn to use it safely and the tool does what it's supposed to do for you. I mean, so that's why, you know, whenever I have students of either my own or through the FASTER program, uh you know I, I was a director of training for a large indoor range here in my local area for a couple of years and i worked ladies nights and things like that and we had a lot of people men and women but it happens more than women will come in and say hey 
I feel like I need to know how to do this, uh, but I don't feel comfortable with any of it. And, and uh, you know, as Cheryl, I'm sure Cheryl can attest, and I'm assuming you too, Dan, you know, you, once somebody understands something, that, that discomfort then tends to go away. Well, your job is That's to make them feel comfortable, right? And then if it. they feel comfortable, then there's no limit to where they could go. And so That's people correct. that are on the fence about learning, you know, to help save children's lives, it, you know, it, you, you got to take that step, right? And, right. And, and then once you do, you'll be there to guide them on their way and make them feel comfortable with what they're doing. Yeah, just like, just like a fire extinguisher. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And uh, just over my shoulder here is uh, the medical kit that uh, I received in the class. And without making too much noise in the microphone, um, this is a piece of the Faster Saves Lives program that I think, uh, you know, doesn't actually get talked about as much because a lot of times people say, well, you're teaching, you know, armed and, and even unarmed response to violence in school. Uh, and people get all nervous about, oh, no, you're arming teachers, you're putting guns in the school, right. right? But the medical, the emergency medical, I think this has been used more over the course of almost 10 years that Faster Saves Lives has been out there training, not only even school people, but churches and businesses, right? right? right. And so, you know, the, the stop the bleed, you know, how do you get people the immediate attention, medical attention that they need when the EMTs can't come in until the scene has been cleared? Well, you know, this part of the training to me is something I, I think we, we need to talk more about is, you know, just even how to put on a tourniquet, how many lives can be saved with a simple uh, training on how to put on properly put right. on a tourniquet right right yeah i um uh, i don't have a medical mind i don't know what it is it's it's you know all of us have certain strengths and weaknesses in medical or maybe it's my early medical training i had in the military uh you know it's like uh we're gonna learn this today 46 simple steps to do you know the army can complicate everything so <laughs> i always felt like it went in one ear and out the other i would i would memorize it just long enough to do the task and get get a go and then i wouldn't remember anything but so the thing i love most about the medical training uh the philosophy behind what we do with faster the very first time i went through a faster course uh and i sat through the medical um there at tdi uh the medical training uh, was uh, mr mcelroy and uh the thing i loved was he didn't use medical terms he wasn't trying mm -hmm. to turn me into a medic mm -hmm. medical uh, professional he was just saying Listen, I just want you to keep them alive long enough for the professionals to get there. That's all your job is. And that's why all the steps are so simple. Yep. And he said, you know, I'm not worried about you wearing gloves. I'm not worried about sterilization of materials. He said, we can take care of all that infection when we get them to the hospital. He said, if you got to shove dirty tube socks in a hole, mm -hmm. whatever, we just mm -hmm. need you to keep, have them alive when we get there. Yes. And, and so that medical training really stuck with me. And I, you know, I use it, I use it in my life. You know, I carry a, I carry a tourniquet and, and based on what clothes I'm wearing, I may have a little more, a chest seal on me. Uh, or as you know, they even say, uh, take some duct tape and wrap it around like an old hotel key. Uh, mm -hmm. And I carried one of those in my, my pocket for years and, uh, you know, just wrap that up and, and put it over a, a sucking chest wound or whatever. So the simplicity of the way we teach it is what I love. And then there's further there's further levels of the medical training. If a school or an individual wants to, to go further with that, they're welcome to it. But that faster level one version, I love. It sticks yeah. in my head. Absolutely, I, I feel the exact same way. And you know, TSA might look a little funny at you when they're like, "What's all this duct tape around a key?" Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. So what's the duct tape for the key for? So to to <laughs> uh, sucking chest wound. Oh. So see, Dan needs the training, right? Well, I, I definitely need the training. To Ohio. I need the training because I can't have Cheryl around me all the time. <laughs> That's true. That's right. That's right. But and actually, we are in the process of bringing Faster to our state of Arizona, from Ohio to Arizona, right? Excited about that. Yes, yes, we are. Uh, I don't. I'm not. I'm not the the level in Faster where I get in on those details, or not not yet, anyways. Uh, I go. I'm in meetings here and there, but. From what I've been told, it's March. We're shooting for March. We're sitting in the studio today 
August 16th of 2021, we are looking at the month of March of 2022 for our very first introductory class. Uh, we've got a, an anchor school that has agreed to, um, I mean, they're very excited. They want, they, they said, I, we want all of our teachers trained. And we said, we don't have to have every teacher trained, <laughs> you know? So, um, and we've been talking to local law enforcement that's very excited to, to help Good. out. Some of our legislators are excited to help out. So Excellent. I think we are, we are on track. And so that's when Dan can come and he can get the training yeah. like I did. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm, I'm anxious about it. You know, the, the main thing about that program that I'm, I'm excited about is that, and a lot of people probably don't know is that, you know, if there is a shooting at a school that the medical people can't come in until the building is secured. Mm -hmm. Right. And the, the police that come in are not always medically trained to handle the situation. Or not the time. Priority in. Right. There is to stop the threat. And so with a teacher learning a simple a tourniquet situation mm -hmm. or stop the bleeding with a motel key with mm -hmm. duct tape on it, mm -hmm. those things can actually save a life and get the attention that they need. And, you know, you think, well, the police is there. Everything's cool now. Mm -hmm. But it's not. It could take hours to clear a building, mm -hmm. right? Right. So the teachers, I guess, you know, we got to remember that we are the first responders. We are always our own right. immediate responder. Right. That you, immediate there's responder. no two ways about it because why? Because it's happening to us or around us, and so we right. are those immediate responders. And then every every right. teacher, every teacher that learns this thing, takes that with them at home, mm -hmm. to the gym, mm -hmm. to Grocery the range, store. the grocery store, and it's, it's super valuable. It's like having a, a EMT in your house. Yeah, yeah. Well, I uh, when I <clears throat> teach my own classes too, I have about an hour of my CCW. CCW here in Ohio requires six hours of classroom and two hours on the range. And in those six hours, uh, I spend almost an entire hour just talking about how the student isn't done. And I, I use the use of force continuum to show them what there is, what else there is to know. So like before there's an incident, uh, training that they would need uh, pre-incident indicators, how to know somebody's got bad intentions, your situational awareness type stuff. Then, of course, you've got your you've got your open hand skills. You've got your less than lethal skills. And a lot of people want to substitute them. You know, oh, I'll just carry a gun so I don't need pepper spray or I got pepper spray, so I don't need a gun. And, and they're not substitutes for each other. They each have their own place. And if you use them wrong, you're either dead or in jail. You know, they, right. they're not substitutes. And so then I also say after the fight, after it's over, you're still not, you know, there's still a lot of people think I'm going to get a gun. I'm going to get a piece of plastic saying I can carry it in a holster and boom, I'm good. And then I say, so what if you are defending your, your wife or your husband? And they're, they're, them getting injured or shot is the impetus for this incident that happened. And you pull out your gun, you do the hero thing, you take them down, and your loved one lays there and dies anyways. Mm. I said, did you win? Mm. And they're like, no. And I said, that's right. So if, it's a, if it was something that you could have prevented by a little bit of training and you didn't, then you, you, you didn't win. I said, it's not just about carrying a gun around. And so, yeah, the medical part, uh, we've had a lot of people go through faster that Either like you asked about Dan was just like, listen, I'm not comfortable with carrying guns. The more they learn and they just can't get over the violence of the gun itself, you know, the recoil. Um, and they'll say, you know what, I'm just going to do the medical as much as I can. I just want to be. And we've got a lot of schools where we've got maybe six or seven uh, armed staff in that school, uh, but two or three dozen that have been through our medical training. Yes. So. Yeah, because like you said, if it's taking them an hour to clear a building uh, that law enforcement and medics aren't coming in, you know, a tourniquet. I mean, that's that's that's, you know, if it's a, if it's a, a, an extremity wound, uh, that's life. Otherwise, they bleed out while you sit there and wait. You know, you said a very interesting thing, Tom, about the training, the hour training, you know, your awareness of where you are. But more importantly, how much force you can use to stop something is super valuable. Because like you said, you can overextend it or underestimate the, right. the, the problem. Right. And to me, that is, I mean, I don't think anything should be required by law for you to have to take, mm -hmm. but required by common sense mm -hmm. that you take these classes to learn. I mean, I can't tell you how many times that I've had a gun, that I've had a situation 
where I didn't draw the gun. Oh yeah. But in some people would have thought they should have. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But and training tells because that's when you otherwise. win. When you win is you walk away without having to draw your gun. Yeah. That's oh yeah, win. that's a win. Absolutely. Right. right. For sure. So, but thank you for that because I think that's super uh-huh. important. Absolutely. Yeah. And so uh, I failed to, to say that uh, with uh, bringing Faster to Arizona, that is in cooperation with Faster Saves Lives. So that information as we get closer to that March date will appear on uh, the fastersaveslives.org. I believe you guys are an org. Right. Yes. And uh, AZCDL Foundations page, and we are azcdl.org. Uh, and so if anybody's interested in, in helping support that, because this is a volunteer effort, right? And yes. volunteer efforts take manpower and money, of course. So, oh, yes. Yes. well, getting you know, getting us out there, and and uh, you know, I mean, well, I mean, it's hard to sit here and explain all the logistics required in something like that. It's crazy. Sounds pretty simple, but yeah. uh, of course, you got somebody out there. Uh, Dave's his name, right? David Laird. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, he's uh, you know, obviously, he knows how to set up a range, and he went through uh, level one and level two as well. So he's fully aware of what's required to run the class. And so I think it's going to be excellent. I think he's a, he's a consummate professional, and I think it's going to be great. Absolutely. David Laird of Dynamic Combative, <laughs> Dynamic Combative Solutions, and he also sits on the board, uh, as do I, of the AZCDL Foundation. And there then you, we've actually had three board members out there uh, a couple months ago. It was also Mark Zelinskis. He's on the board. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah like a year before our president, Dave Kopp went out there. So we are, times, hasn't I think he might've a couple of times. And so, you know, it really is, you know, you can theorize all day long. You can try to explain all day long to people, but until you have experienced right. what the faster right. saves lives training is and how encompassing all encompassing and multi-layered um, it is, you just, you just don't know. And it, it's life-changing. I, I mean, I can't understate it is life-changing. But you're right. I think I missed your actual question here. Yes, it takes a lot of money, yeah. uh, a lot of resources in general. And yes, we appreciate everyone's support and, you know, uh, helping you guys out and us, uh, you know, Faster Saves Lives is owned by Buckeye Firearms Foundation. And, you know, we do a lot of other things too. So fundraising and uh, getting support is extremely important. Absolutely. And that leads us to uh, the next thing I want to talk about and why I have named uh, the theme of today's uh, episode challenge accepted, because you do have a monthly challenge that you put together and you put out on YouTube, not only to increase proficiency in a very fun way for people who even haven't been through the class, but definitely your alumni, uh, but also uh, an element of that is there's this fundraising element in that each of your challenges has its own unique patch. And um, I had the extreme honor of being able to sort of, in a way, appear on one of your patches for the most recent challenge, the dot torture. I wonder how we came up with that, right? Right. Because polka dots are my camo. And uh, so it was incredible. I'll have, I'll let you explain to people what the, the monthly challenges have been and what they're about. But uh, you were so generous while I was out in Ohio to say, hey, why don't you film a video of yourself shooting this target called the dot torture? (laughs) I'm like, okay, you had me until the word torture. And, yeah. uh, and we'll, we'll create a patch around, um, you know, my, my little polka dots or my camo logo yes. lady. And this is the very original, uh, uh, what is it called? Illustration that Sandy Barnes made for, for me several years ago. And we have just, uh, had a great time using her, uh, in a multitude of ways on a coffee cup. We've got the patch, you know, that's always here on my microphone stand and now she's on a Faster Saves Lives challenge patch and take it away from here. All right. Well, since you since you talked about that one, I'll start off with that. Um, let's see here. <laughs> there she is. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. 
That is yeah, so fun. So very cool. I, it's uh, the first time we we've, we've had one that was specifically about an individual. So you're 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 it for that. Um, <laughs> I love, I love yeah, the lips on that one. I'm gonna have to start using my <laughs> lipstick. Yeah, I know. I don't, well, like like me, you spoke about earlier. You know, designing for embroidery is a is a skill set in its own because uh, you can't exactly sure how that's going to look. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's this month, and uh, that's about to be launched today. Uh, um, and then uh, so the, each challenge consists of a patch, and um, it'll have a course of fire and a target. And when you go to fastersavelives.org, you can scroll down to the training section, and that's got all of our uh, challenges from the past too. So you can get them even after their time is gone. Um, and and uh, we we highly appreciate anyone doing that. So if you're like me and you sort of collect these kinds of things, um, you can uh, you can still get all the past ones. So uh, this one is based on the the dot torture, which is not a it's nothing we invented. Um, but what started was we were outside of one of the live firehouses and you were standing just a few feet away from me and me and Joe were talking about, well, what are we going to do? Because we actually stopped the program for about six months because we're mostly volunteer. Our logistics got a little messed up and we got way behind. And so we uh, just stopped it and decided to restart it at the end of faster this year. So Joe was standing there by me and he goes, Hey, what are we going to do? And I said, well, let's get to thinking about it. And he goes, he says, I already filmed me and my son doing the dot torture. And he said the word dot and you were standing a few feet away. And I'm like, oh, I got an idea. And then of course, walked over. I asked him if he had any problem with it and then went over to you and it was, the rest is history. Of course, it, you were very excited, more excited than I expected you to be even. So uh, yeah, very excited about this. And uh, of course, you know, in terms of fundraising, the more people and louder voices we can get on board to uh, help, help us proclaim the message, the better for our efforts. So yeah, I'm very excited about it. Uh, but the challenge program started, uh, some of your, hopefully some of your people have heard of a company called GORUCK. GORUCK mm -hmm. is a fitness company uh, started by former special forces. And um, it's, it's basically taking the mud challenge, the barbarian challenge and those concepts. And he, he does events. So for instance, on D-Day, June 6th, all over the country, there will be GORUCK events. And they, they make all those other challenges look very, very weak. The lightest, the lowest level of go rough challenge you can go to is uh, about four to six hours long, about 10 miles. And they stop you and then just dog you out with all kinds of crazy exercises. And you've got a, a backpack on. That's what the ruck <laughs> is. It's basically, rucking is, is uh, walking with weight is, is the basic definition. So, but anyways... So me and Joe did one together, me and Joe and my, my future son-in-law and up in Columbus. And so it was his idea. I wish it was my idea, but it was Joe's. He said, he said, you know, we just paid those people 45 bucks to just dog us into the ground with the exercises. And all we got was a patch. He goes, do you think people would do that with shooting? And that was it. And uh, so then I took off and ran with the idea and uh, I, I get all the artwork together and come up with most of the ideas and then whoever it is about or whatever i'll explain that in a second they tend to do the video for us uh to show so to get their part in so that was yours so the very first one what we use here in ohio to qualify uh faster students is the ohio peace officer training academies uh qualification so it's opata and uh so we use the same test as you know cheryl that law enforcement uses here in Ohio. However, we add three extra rounds to it. And we have a, uh, you have to get 26 out of 28 to pass. Law enforcement only have to hit 20 out of 25. So that's why we call ours the OPATA Plus. I don't know if you can see the plus there. Mm -hmm. Ours would be OPATA Plus. And so this is our standby. We do this at all kinds of different fundraisers, but this is our first one. And we came back to that again this year. Um, so on that one, Oh, and one thing I want to make sure people understand about the challenge is it's not about a score. It's not about earning it. Although we like people to want to earn it and want to do well, it's about simply accepting the challenge like the title of your show today. So that was our first one. Our second one was the FBI challenge. <laughs> that one, That's cool. I, this, is, this one was all my idea. And the artist was great at being able to take my words and put them into a great picture there. But that's the FBI challenge, and, and it's just do the FBI challenge. I mean, there's nothing added to it. And then the first state we ever expanded faster into was Colorado. So we honored Colorado 
with using their flag and a little stereotypical, you know, Conestoga wagon there. And you do the Colorado State Police Officer uh, 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 qualification. Then the one I'm, I'm most proud of, because this is one's 100% me, is the Zombie Hunter Challenge for October last year. I wanted something Halloween-y, but I, you know, and so uh, zombies have been a big deal in America here for the last several years. So this one is made of glow-in-the-dark thread. And uh, I, I love it. I might love I, it even more than my very minute, own. Tom, I Tom, love it that much. Please tell me where I can find some zombies. Please. <laughs> I want to get on that challenge right I now. I know. So the, 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 the catchphrase for this one was only head, headshots are all that matters. So there's a, a, I think it's about a, I think it's 50 round course of fire that I designed. And I wrote a scenario up for each one with, you know, tongue in cheek comedy, like, like, uh, you know, for instance, you're, you're going through the grocery store scrounging for stuff. And when you turn down the toilet paper aisle, I wrote it during the COVID toilet paper shortage. So I added, you know, you turn down the toilet paper aisle and there's the former deli manager coming at you. So, and then I tell you what, in the course of fire, you got to do. And so, but headshots are all that matters. And it goes all the way back to 75 feet. And then I've got a ranking system based on how many shots you got. Uh, then I give you a ranking system, you know, and zombie hunter and zombie hunter instructor is the top two ranks. So awesome. that was October last year. So and let me just interject because by now people are like wanting these, yeah. that these are part of your fundraiser. People can buy these, right? Absolutely. How do Faster they buy them? FasterSavesLives.org and you scroll down to the training section at the bottom and all these challenges are still there to, uh, to uh, sign up for and they're $20 each. And uh, if, you want the, if you want the target with it, it's 25 and uh, that includes postage and everything. And then I get an email saying what you paid for and your address and everything. And then I package up your whatever you bought and mail it out to you anywhere in the country. Because I'm getting the whole set. I'm telling you right now, I'm getting the whole set. So what's the next one? The next one is, uh, this was November, so I wanted something Thanksgiving-y. So, so we cute. got a pilgrim there with a, with a handgun uh, trying to shoot his turkey. <clears throat> um, but we used for this one, um, TDI, as you know, was, uh, is where the genesis of FASTER was. So this is their uh, handgun proficiency exam. That's what we used for that one. And Forrest did the video for us. And then you needed uh, like a blunderbuss for that one, right? Yeah. Shooting a turkey. You know, <laughs> I thought about that afterwards. I'm like, ah, oh, why didn't I have him do like a blunderbuss ending on a revolver? You know, that would have been funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the next one was Christmas. So and cute. That's a Christmas theme. And uh, Andrew Bluebaugh of Apex up in, up in uh, Northern Ohio. I call it our Northern training facility up in Wadsworth. That's where we train. That's where Faster runs in the Northern half of the state. Uh, Andrew designed this one for us, not the, not the artwork, but the uh, challenge. And it's mm -hmm. an eight and a half by 11 uh, sheet of paper with a Christmas tree on it, ornaments. And for each ornament, there's a, a string of fire you got to do. And so that one was designed by Andrew and uh, he does the video for that one. And then that's where we kind of ended our year last year. Things went off the rails in the Christmas season and we wasn't <laughs> able to get things going again. But what I had designed for last January, and but we just put it out last month, was the dry fire challenge. And it was designed to be in January originally because no one wants to, up here in Ohio anyways, no one wants to go out in the cold <laughs> at the range unless you really, you know, it's, it's not quite as fun at least. So the idea was Andrew on his uh, Instagram does a lot of dry fire instruction already. So I thought, ah, oh, dry fire training. So the idea is you commit to it like a workout, like going to the gym three times a week or whatever it is you do. This is, uh, Andrew is designing uh, uh, strings of fire that are all dry fire for you to do. So as you can see there, the artwork doesn't say bang, it says click. That's so, awesome. And so you sign up for that one and then there will be more exercises coming, I guess until Andrew's tired of doing them, we'll just get more and more exercises of dry fire that you can do at home without buying ammo or without going outside. So that's awesome. Uh, that's, that's a good training. Yeah. That is fantastic. So- course then there's yours yes and then i have one designed for last february that i'll do this coming february which is a tourniquet challenge oh i love it valentine's theme it's a heart with a tourniquet on it <laughs> and uh so we will have uh, we will have one of our medical pros do a video on proper uh tour tourniquet usage and then we'll have a tourniquet challenge in uh, february for valentine's month 
I love it. And I want to say again, I'm going to collect them all. I encourage everybody to collect them all. And my personal challenge to the people listening and watching is I want mine to sell out first. Okay. Yes. So please get to fastersaveslives.org. Scroll down to where is training. it? It's, it's, it says training, training opportunities or something like that. Yep. Training, click on the dot torture one, show them the thing, show them the, the little patch again. Uh, there it is. And that's the one you're after. Get them all, but I want this one to sell out first. And see the the little um uh the the target is part of the design. And so when <laughs> I went out to do the video, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited, but I'm so nervous because I've I've been around guns my whole life. I've shot my whole life. But you know, to draw from the holster and to shoot for accuracy. This is something that's a little more new for me. Uh, you know, thank God this isn't a timed torture. It isn't a timed. And uh, I, I went out to the range with David Laird, who we mentioned earlier, because he is a professional trainer. He is who I, you know, have chosen as my trainer, uh, much to his chagrin, probably a lot of times. But uh, so I'm out there shooting the two inch circles on my target. And I'm already like sort of nervous. So next to me, the professional firearms instructor is shooting one inch targets and doing better than I am, obviously. But, uh, but he says to me at one point, he's like, take all the time you need. It's not timed. And I'm like, I'm taking you seriously. I'm taking all the time I need. So, uh, but it was so fun. And it, it really is one of those things that it's like, you know, there's no fail. It's just a score and the score only tells you what you can do better the next time. Right. And I really loved uh, being asked to do it. And I am going to um, continue at it until I have gotten to the point that I can time myself. Cause that's the thing with the dot torture is you're really never done. Right. Cause you can add, sure. you can add distance, you can add time constraints, you can make your circles smaller like David did, um, but it's a wonderful thing. And again, I thank you so much for inviting me to do that. Well, it was your video, I think more than any we've ever had so far shows sort of the essence of the program, which is a challenge. It's accepting a challenge. It's not, like I said, it's not about a pass fail. It's not about you got to earn the patch because we had tons of people when we launched the program say, well, I'd love to do that, but I'm not that good. I'm like, no, you're, you're missing the whole point. <laughs> it's take the challenge, get better. That's the whole idea. So it's not a, you know, it's not a qualification. It's a challenge. Right. So your, your video, your video showed that it really showed the essence of the program. Well, I appreciate that. It was a lot of fun to do. And I was glad to have uh, David out there to help me with that. Um, so the, the next thing I wanted to talk about before we run out of time is uh, there was this Ohio Supreme Court decision. So it's the Supreme Court, but it's in the state of Ohio. The state Supreme. Yeah, the state Supreme Court they made a decision that just happened to fall during the week that, that David and Mark and I were in Ohio that um, really uh, it shows such ignorance of, of the work that FASTER does, the, the success rate over almost 10 years. And um, it's a very disruptive decision to, to what we're trying to do to save lives to save the lives of children in schools, people in churches, people in businesses with the medical training, with the armed and unarmed uh, response to violence, to the situational awareness that you're teaching. Talk to us about what it was that this Ohio Supreme Court decided. <clears throat> we have two statutes here in the state of Ohio, and I with, don't no need to get into the legalese, but uh, one of those statutes, which was written first, talks about how to how to legally have security, higher security in a school and what those qualifications are. And it, and it says, you know, they got to have OPATA training or got to be retired uh, law enforcement. It gives some qualifications like that. Um, and, and a bunch of other stuff goes along with that. Well, years later, years separated, there's a second law written, which said that the school boards had the authority to choose the safety plan and whether or not they could, uh, whether or not they as a school board voted to use firearms as part of that safety plan. Because all schools or all high schools, I'm sure this is true across America, have to have a, a safety plan. Uh, I believe it must be approved by the state or registered with the state or something along those lines. And, uh, but, but the school board is the decision maker. 
we had some parents, my understanding is the parents, I wasn't, uh, I haven't been involved in detail about the, the actual uh, nuts and bolts of the law, the legal case, but uh, uh, sued one of the, our school districts here in Ohio, saying, uh, wanted to combine those two laws, saying, okay, the school board can approve it, but they got to have this OPATA training. And that's not at all the way the, the laws were written. One is about hiring professional security, like a school resource officer. The other is about the safety plan of a school. And that's, and I understand how at a glance you could think those things were linked, uh, but, they, but they aren't. I mean, they just simply aren't. I mean, the, the will of the legislators when they passed them is pretty obvious when you read them. Uh, but the Supreme Court of Ohio in a three to two decision uh, decided that those two laws had to be interpreted as one uh, together. And uh, I, I will say this though, um, as I gave you in my bio, you know, I studied constitutional history or I focused heavily on constitutional history at Ohio State and I uh, got my degree there. Um, so I've read a lot of Supreme Court decisions over the years and I don't remember one ever saying as plainly how to fix it. Uh, the Supreme Court, it's, it didn't appear to be a big philosophical issue with the justices that went against us. It seemed to me like they sincerely believe those laws should have been uh, written better, or at least the second one should have been written to, to say it does not uh, connect with this other one. And because they say, if I remember right, it's three times, because I know for sure it's two, in the decision, in the majority decision, it says how to fix it. It tells the legislature how to fix this. And uh, that's the problem, is the legislature, because we've known that this decision may be coming down now for months and months, and uh, our Senate here in Ohio has passed the fix for it. Uh, what, if I remember what Jim told me right, uh, a couple times they've passed fixes and the House has failed to pick it up and run with it. Mm -hmm. So now uh, the burden is on the uh, House of Representatives here in uh, the state of Ohio to get in there and write a bill that patches this up and fixes it and makes that Supreme Court decision moot. Otherwise, uh, we have a minimum of one armed school district in each Ohio county. Um, I think bar one, we have 88 counties and we have a minimum of one school district armed in each of them and many, many counties with multiple. I live in a county with multiple armed school districts mm -hmm. um, and none of the, all of a sudden that's now illegal <clears throat> according yeah. to the state Supreme Court, unless somebody goes uh, through OPATA and has, I believe, they either have to be actively a cop, have, I think it's six years experience or be retired law enforcement, if I remember tells how it's done. So right now, the schools that didn't have it in their budget to have resource officers, mm -hmm. now they'll either have nothing yes, or, or they'll have to find it somehow in the budget to pay for a resource officer, whereas it was a volunteer uh, program before. Yeah, so hopefully to the, get it fixed. Yeah, yes, through, the, through the history of all of the Faster Saves Lives, I have never heard of one incident mm -mm. that caused harm to a student. No, it's not one. The other way around. Now, could, I will say this: there have been incidents around the country, and you guys probably keep up with this more than me, where there are armed school districts around the country where people have left guns where kids found them, but it's never involved any faster graduates. Right. Uh, a lot of schools, like here in Ohio, for instance, like I said, the school board makes the decision. Faster is not the required training program to be armed in, in anywhere. We're not a requirement. Uh, so there are schools that just, you know, the school board tells the superintendent, hey, get it done. Superintendent goes to the gun nuts that may be teachers, uh, <laughs> shouldn't say gun, gun people, you know, that are perceived proficient. Yes. Uh, hey, start carrying a gun. Well, there's no training. And all those things that I told you earlier, you know, that we, we force you into training to put your, make your mind go there. Well, imagine if they said, hey, you're a teacher. They just said, hey, uh, we want you to start carrying a gun to school. Imagine how much you wouldn't know. Right. So there have been incidents, nobody harmed, to my knowledge, around the country. But there's been incidents where, you know, I think it was a bus driver left a, a gun in a in a, just a desk drawer and some kid mm. found it. Mm. Uh, but none of our people. There's been no incidents uh, of any negative kind whatsoever with any faster graduates. And we have had uh, some lives saved with the Faster Saves Lives program. So, yeah, we're, we're a net gain by far. Absolutely. You know, we're all human and people can make mistakes, but you look at the overall chances of a problem versus <laughs> a solution. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I mean, 
would you want to be in a, I, well, I, I don't want to go any further with it, but the thing right. is that these legislatures that aren't passing this, don't they have kids in schools? Don't they right. realize? I mean, you look at the, the past where teachers have shielded themselves against stu uh, for students because they were being shot at and died because they couldn't defend them any other way. That's right. Every time there's a school shooting, we have adults die because they're willing to do anything and everything they can to try to protect those kids. And like I heard Dr. Castor say uh, when he was on your show, you know, and we give them nothing to do it with. Right. Uh, we, we already have the people with the heart and the willingness. Let, let's let's give them a way to actually succeed and survive themselves. Right. It's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. And it's nothing but pure politics. And and uh, this is my words, not not faster saves lives program words. But the legislatures that have failed to fix this is from pure cowardice. Right. And a properly trained person would no more leave their gun in a place that could have access to a kid than leaving their foot somewhere. Mm -hmm. Right. You can't leave your foot somewhere. <laughs> right. right. You can't. Right. And so and properly trained people, their gun is is a part of their body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you can't it, it can't be done. Right. So. Well, and we and we've had people come through faster that have passed the class, mm -hmm. and we contacted their school board and superintendent and said, "Don't let this person care." Mm -hmm. they, yeah, they've it's been more than just shooting. they're not sober minded. They don't have the right, right. They can't get the right mindset. Whether it's safety or just you know they'll go through scenarios laughing about them. You know, there's just things that aren't right, and we'll call the school and let them know. Don't let them carry. They're not. Yeah. They're not the right mind for this. Yeah, it's kind of like you don't really want a person that wants to be a hero. Mm -hmm. You want a person that wants to protect their kids. They're yes. not looking to become a hero. Yeah. They don't right. want to be a hero. Right. But Absolutely. but if you're getting to a point where you're going to be a hero, then okay. Absolutely. So, I don't know about you, but I really don't want to change a tire on the side of the road. I have no desire to do it, right. but I'm ready to do it when I need to. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Well said. Well, we need to start wrapping up, but uh, I also wanted to say that while I was out there at the training, uh, you were the, uh, you played the part in the scenarios in the live, like shoot house type scenarios. You played the part of the bad guy. Correct. And so you got pelted all day long yep. with uh, little, uh, what are they? They're not even oh. airsoft balls. Yeah, uh, TDI, they're airsoft. And up, uh, up up north with uh, Andrew, they were uh, Umarex 43 caliber rubber balls. Yeah. Oh, those could hurt a little <laughs> bit, can't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, that and, hurt a little bit. And I, I just want to formally apologize for the welts. <laughs> but I, well, left. you probably didn't hit him. Uh, no, I definitely. I definitely. <laughs> he, lit me, he lit me up. <laughs> All, right. All right. So Cheryl's trying to wrap the show up, but I'm not letting her get away with it yet. <laughs> I want to know, Tom. Yeah. She told me how she did. Can you call me later and tell me how she did? <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, it was it was excellent training. And you didn't tell me you shot at people with the rubber bullets. Uh, not people, just Tom. I just shot at Tom. <laughs> yeah, Tom, I have to tell you, we went to not uh, multiple people, just Tom. Earlier, earlier, we went to a uh, uh, simulation for a police shooting thing where you shoot a target. <laughs> Right. And, you know, we all shot and then Cheryl shot every single <laughs> shot she hit. Guess where it was? <clears throat> this is a family uh, show. I, I was just about to say, is this a family show? A yeah, family in the show. groin. Every single one. And and one it was of the totally officers, unintentional. One and that is officers, not where I shot Tom. That's why I was using your hand a little too much and going downward. That's, yeah, that's, that's, it is. The that's officer it said is. that, you know, most of the women that come in and shoot or new people even, that that's where the target hits. But uh, there's uh, nothing you, Freudian about if, that at yeah, all. If you got shot, Tom, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was great. And uh, I do want to say that in in the um, the training, it, there is a qualification. And that I said on, on my interview with Jim Irvine and with Joe Eaton and with Dr. Castor, um, <clears throat> I didn't pass. And that actually, I, for me, because I, I didn't need the qualification because I'm not, you know, a, a faculty administrator staff in a school. Um, yeah, but you but still it guard was, me. That's true. That's true. I still guard you. But that was actually, I think, in many ways, more valuable to me to, 
to realize where I need to work on, you know, like you're saying, even grip, you know, just even grabbing that trigger, uh, grip and, and squeeze. Um, but also it definitely showed me that you aren't just, you know, rubber stamping in no. faster saves lives. People no, have to earn it. And yeah. that is amazing to me. And I value that so much. You're, you're, you're very welcome. I, Chris Serino, uh, I'm, I'm certain you probably know him. Mm -hmm, absolutely. He ran, the, he ran our northern half of the state for the first few years of the program. And he, he is such a conscientious instructor that he would stress so much when someone wouldn't qualify. And even though, yes, I want everyone to come there to succeed, we want protectors out there, right? But at the same time, from someone who wants this program to succeed, we need for people to fail. Yes. We need we need that demonstration that this isn't rubber stamped, exactly. and, and we don't we don't uh, you know it's organic. We don't construe it to make people fail. We have a standard, and it must mm -hmm. be met. Period. Absolutely. Uh, so so yeah, I mean, I, I I told him I would always tell Chris, I'm like, listen, we need people to fail. Don't stress it. It's okay. We need no. some in there. And Absolutely. like I, we have people that pass that we still recommend to their school. Don't care. So yeah, we have we we have a standard and. And we know what we're looking for and we know uh, we know we can get it. Absolutely. All right. Well, we need to wrap up, but please tell folks how they can uh, continue to follow your personal journey because you have a podcast that that sometimes you have time. You're like us, right? Sometimes yeah. you have yeah. time yeah. for those extra things and sometimes you don't. Uh, the Faster Saves Lives program and, of course, the monthly challenge. Well, um, uh, the Faster Saves Lives org is where you get the challenge and you scroll down to the bottom and you hit the, the training area there and it'll have them all listed. Um, <clears throat> and then my, just me personally, I, I'm Tom R. Hall on Facebook. And um, I haven't, I, I haven't done much of the podcast in a while, like you said, but I do, uh, I did a, a YouTube channel for a little while. The first five videos are the really important ones. It's called Four Boxes and it refers to the Four Boxes of Liberty. Uh, I am much more of a Liberty guy than I am a gun guy. Guns are part of liberty. Yes. Uh, I, I came at it from that way. I came at it from a constitutional guy and got involved with guns instead of the other way around. It usually is. But your four boxes are your soapbox, your voice, your freedom of speech, the ballot box where we vote, uh, the jury box, which is about jury nullification and something our founders believed heavily in. But uh, our, our legal system has sort of uh, tried to keep anyone from even knowing that exists. Uh, mm -hmm. I consider the modern version of the jury box civil disobedience because that's mm -hmm. essentially what the jury box is. And then, of course, if all else fails, the cartridge box. And um, so I talk about those. I have the inaugural video. Then there's a video on each of those. And then I have a video just explaining liberty to people. A lot of people don't even understand what it really what it means. And I think part of our biggest problem in America is who are you going to who's going to fight for something? They don't even know what it is. Amen. Nobody. They don't understand well, what liberty is. There you go, Tom. So here's your next one, your next patch, okay? Your okay. next patch is a voting patch and all the tools you're going to give them on how to research the people they're going to vote for, how they're going to make a decision on who they're going to vote for and why they did. And once they meet that and they go vote, they get a patch. There you go. <laughs> you may do something like that. I mean, because people, you know, it's some people <laughs> just vote. Oh, I heard that name before, mm -hmm. and they vote. They don't even know. They don't even check the right. NRA guide to see. Oh no, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, that's so true. There's, your, there's your patch idea. Mm -hmm. Especially, yeah. So then, after I got all my basic uh, explanations of those, I have a, 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 a video on liberty, and then one on a concept not even taught in most schools uh, that was near and dear to our founders: dispersion of power. Mm -hmm. um, it's usually said in different ways or barely hinted at as a concept, but the dispersion of power is a key element to the way we were founded. And then I did a video on federalism, which is one of the ways they disperse power. Uh, and I haven't done a video in about two and a half years, but I've just decided uh, about last week, I've, I've got another one I'm gonna do soon. That's gonna be called Liberty is the Standard. And it's mm -hmm. gonna explain why left, right, conservative, liberal, Republican, libertarian, Democrat, all that, all that should simply be ways that we label liberty or less liberty, more liberty or less liberty. And, and so liberty is the standard is going to be a video I'll do probably the next couple of weeks and I'll get you a link or whatever. But you find that all that plus some some uh, other podcast stuff we did on there, me and a buddy 
trying to experiment, sort of like what you you guys are doing. And it's maybe not so family friendly. So I'll warn your viewers <laughs> on that. Uh, it's uh, so I've usually got a cigar and a drink. So, uh, but uh, anyways, it, that's called Four Boxes on uh, YouTube. It's four a space and then B O X E S. And that's the most you can get me there, but the, I'd, pr I'd prefer they uh, spend as much time as possible doing uh, faster. Uh, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much for all that you do. Awesome. Appreciate, appreciate you. Thanks, Can't so. wait to see you out here in Arizona. Yep. Can't wait to see you. Thanks, folks. Bye-bye. Right. Bye -bye. You have now. a great day. Thanks, Tom. That is fun. He's fun. Those challenges look fun, too. Oh, they really are. And uh, when, when I post when they post mine uh sometime today um <clears throat> no, no laughing just buying patches just <laughs> just buy the patch and enjoy that but we are running way over time we've got to blast on out of here oh, yes. uh real quick but thank you again so much to tom hall and all of the awesome volunteers people at fastersaveslives.org please check them out support them in any way you can uh maybe uh you know, be, be the person that, that goes against the, the fear grain and brings faster, uh, saves lives program to your organization. Um, also thank you to our awesome listeners, not just here in Arizona, not just in Ohio, not even just across the nation, but all over the globe. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. It is your most finite commodity. And when you spend it watching and listening to the subject matter experts that we bring on to gun freedom radio it's noticed it's valued and we appreciate you and uh until, well i guess i should say if you want to watch any of the videos that we've ever made you missed a portion of this one want to go back and hear more about it go to opslens smartphone app to YouTube, as long as they haven't kicked us off yet, or to Gun Streamer, which is a liberty friendly YouTube type of place. And uh, also, if you like the audio only version, because maybe you're out for a drive or you're for going out for a run or something like that, go to gunfreedomradio.com, click the on demand tab, and binge listen to your heart's content. All of the episodes we have there. You can see photos and bios of all of the guests we've ever had on if you click the guest tab. It's a huge resource that has built up over several years, and uh, we don't hate it when you spend time there. Right. All right. Until next time, Dan, what are we going to do? We're going to pray for our country, pray for our world, Yeah. pray for our leaders, Absolutely. even the ones you don't like. Maybe especially the ones, the ones you don't, you don't like. like, yes. Right? All right. Be good to each other. Have a great week, and God bless. Bye-bye.